Bush and Ritchie with another Hometime podcast. Um, have to report something that was going on at home uh, this morning, Bush. Had a carpet going down uh, in the lounge, and I was talking to the carpet fitter, and we said to him... you a nice guy, carpet fitter? Good bloke? Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. Yes, he was not the gentleman that I was expecting to. Uh, <laughs> I know Damn. what you're. I know I was what you're to doing. Trick me. Yeah, you were trying to trick me there. He was not the gentleman that I was expecting, and okay. uh, he was a, a, a nice chap. Okay, and we were making conversation, and said to him, "Oh, love the smell of fresh carpets." To which he said. I've not smelt fresh carpet for 20 years now. This gentleman is so used to being around carpets, his nose has trained itself not to smell carpets. Oh, do you know what? We should do this. We've got to do this as a phone-in, right? Because there must be people like... Another great smell is brand-new car smell. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone who works with brand-new cars, you probably don't smell it anymore because it's so second nature to you. So you miss out on that smell. I think... Right, this is where we cut the Home Time podcast listeners in. You go, you're going to hear this on an upcoming show, and you're going to be ahead of the curve. You're going to be laughing at all the people that get to listen to it live, thinking, I know they're going to do this. This is bespoke one-on-one content for you right now. Hey, welcome to the show on this Thursday afternoon. Hopefully you've been out and about enjoying the nice weather today, if you got it round where you are. I spent the morning uh, in a park with uh, our youngest daughter, Thea, showing her how to make daisy chains. Do you know how to make daisy chains, Richie? When was the last time you made a daisy chain? Do you know what? I tried uh, at primary school. It was a skill that I lacked. It was a skill that I lacked. I watched the girls doing it. I couldn't do it. What are you saying? No, 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 no. Because there were there were plenty of my boy mates who could do it. I couldn't. Do, I don't think I had the. Um, I don't think I had the nails for it. It's all down to the thumbnail action, isn't it? Didn't John, have it's it. very, very, very satisfying. I do think all kids need to know how to do it. And it really reminded me when I was showing Theo how to do this this type of chain thing. It reminded me of a book that I loved when I was a kid called uh, The SAS Survival Handbook. Does anyone listening right now remember The SAS Survival Handbook? I don't know why I had it as a kid, because it was like jam-packed with stuff that you can do if you were trapped on like a, 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 you know, an island, like, you know, trapping a hog and making traps and uh, how to make, make it like a tent and all that kind of thing. But I, I'd love for them to redo it as like an SAS kids survival handbook, right? Maybe jam-packed with stuff that kids need to know. So this hour of home time, bearing in mind that I spent the morning making uh, daisy chains, <laughs> I'd love to know what people think are the essential outdoor things that all children, and I mean all children, need to know how to do or make. Uh, Matt says on Twitter, Sticky Willow. Do you remember Sticky Willow? Explain to me Sticky Willow. Little tiny, I worried. I worried at first yeah. when Matt was talking about it because this is it. It's a fine line in it. What people, what kids get up to in undergrowth and forests, railway embankments. You just think. Ugh. So I had to double check it. It's that weird little um, plant with loads of little balls on it. That you used to throw on the back of someone's jumper when they were walking to school ah, or maybe yes. to an assembly or church. That's sticky ah, willow. Yes. Mud pies for me. I, I didn't oh, yeah. make many daisy chains, but my words, you would not beat one of my mud pies. I was Aunt Bessie to those mud pies. Someone has tweeted to say a Mexican uh, Mexican pancake. I don't know what that is. I'm a little bit concerned about it. I don't know if it's in the same family as a mud pie. As a separate issue, and I don't want to take us off track here, your um, making of daisy chains, is that going in your SAS survival handbook? Yeah, it, it's almost like a, like a rope. You get enough of them together, you've got a rope ladder. <laughs> okay. That's well, what that's it is. Enough. Uh, this text says, we used to make jib-jab when we were kids. I don't know what that is. Sounds like um like 
black magic mumbo jumbo <laughs> bit of jib jab <laughs> well dib dab is the is the uh oh i remember the, the sherbet dib dab fondly i'd still have one of them at 44 i tell you what though i wouldn't want a dib dab that someone had made made out of stuff from the forest <laughs> no. that's for sure no, that's uh, tricky true. says he sent a photo saying are these what people call flea darts and uh, another classic outdoor ammunition which was the that spiky plant that stuck in the back yes. of a, a heavy knit cardigan of the kid in front of you if you were going to maths <laughs> i'm getting worried that we're being tricked into a few metaphors that we don't understand properly eddie says right. trout tickling <laughs> That, I mean, I've seen people do that on nature documentaries where you get in, you get into the water in waders and you tickle a fish's belly and it rolls over and then you can just have it. Are you sure? But it, that's, that's actually what it is, is it? It's not some it's kind of like Moe's Tavern episode of The Simpsons where Bart's tricking them to say something. It does sound tr- weird, doesn't it? The weird thing is, like, trout, dead intelligent, are they the ones that can swim upstream or are getting the wrong fish? I think that's I'll your make- salmon. Is it? But, yeah. but all that stuff that fish do, if you fished at all, they're so wily and hard to catch. And then to give it all up so cheaply by having your belly tickled, <laughs> it's just a waste of time, isn't it? Have a word with yourself in the fish world. Um, this, this one here says, my mate was a master of the Cleveland steamer, perfect for adding to the SAS handbook. I hope that that's a mud pie creation. I have a horrible feeling, and I may not sleep tonight, that it's not. I think you might have fallen foul of an actual trout tickle. Oh, uh, Sarah, what's going in on? What's going in the book? We think you have dock leaves. Now, dock leaves, are they internationally recognised as curing 99% of any outdoors-based ailment? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely they are, but here's... Let's go straight to the crux of the matter. Do they really? Apparently they don't, but, you know, the kids don't know that. What, you're saying after all these years that they don't actually alleviate stinging nettles? Because I, I feel like I've been cured by... Uh, you know, obviously, one of your kids, one of your friends when you're running around as kids is always the designated medic. I always felt like I'd been cured by one of them if I went down with a stinging nettle injury. Exactly, see? But it's all in your mind, apparently. But they should go in there, definitely. All children should think that that works. Going to go in one of those health food shops, see if we can actually pick up some kind of <laughs> dock leaf-related remedy and expose this one way or another. Otherwise, that is one of the biggest frauds of the modern era. The whole, you know, I've, well, I've always praised dock leaves for being fantastic cure, cures, but... Same here. We did for years, but apparently it's not true. Hometime Entertainment and Current Affairs Expose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Uh, you, you know who you are, the one who texted in about the Cleveland thing. You're right? You know who you are. I don't want to sound like Kevin Keegan, but for you to do that to this show so that I end up reading it out, and I've got loads of people now tweeting me saying, have you Googled it? An interesting note to self for the remainder, not not just today, but for the rest of my career. Check it out on the internet first, voice out loud. Just a little uh, aside on that, trout tickling's fine. <laughs> Isn't it weird? You'd have thought that the, the trout tickling thing would be the one that we had the most to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we digress. We're talking about uh, the SAS Kids Survival Handbook, uh, a new thing that we've made up this evening on Home Time. What essential outdoor things do all kids need to know how to do or make? Fee Hayward says, being able to do a really loud whistle through the side of a piece of grass. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Interestingly linked to that, Richard has, has tweeted us. He's, he's gone next level. He's done a video, which I'll play you. Making an owl call with just cupped hands. Oh. Owl call with no instruments other than cupped hands. <laughs> oh, 
Um, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> Sounds like a, like a babyish train. <laughs> At the very best, it's a very ill owl. Owl call with no instruments other than cupped hands. Uh, <laughs> do you know what? If he went out into the woods to try and communicate <laughs> with the water, I reckon all the birds would be absolutely wetting themselves. <laughs> if you remember right at the start of this hour, it was it Sarah that we had on who was kind of uh, dissing dock leaves, saying they don't yes. work. It's just like a big, big myth. Yes. Uh, some better news for dock leaves here. Sasha from Colchester says, guys, speaking as a teacher, the dock leaf is the outdoor equivalent of the wet tissue if they fall over. So it does have its uses. Uh, actually, Tony is also uh, getting in touch with us, helping the, the fight back of the dock leaf, saying it's important. <laughs> important to learn to select the correct sized dock leaf to wipe with so you don't have to go back home to your house to use the toilet. That's inter- It's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think the entire listening public, everyone who's listening to this show right now, and you don't have to say it out loud, is divided between people who've done a proper sit-down toilet outdoors and those who haven't. But well, I've never, never ever. Have you, Richie? Oh, yeah. Have you? I, th- I suspected as much. As we've said already this hour, it's uh, current affairs and entertainment, this show. Uh, That's what it is. Dalton, what else needs to go in our uh, nature survival handbook? So basically, when we was young, we would, um, we would basically cut a bottle lid off um, and use like a latex glove and we'd call it a latex shooter. So you just get elastic band, wrap it around the, um, back around the lid and then you can fire it. Right. And with this, you'd obviously need some kit to be able to make a latex shooter. Where would you be doing this? In some woodland or is this a school thing or what? Uh, woodland generally. So you'd obviously need something to break sort of a bottle lid off. You can normally break them off with a stone, a sharp stone or something like that. And dare one ask where you're getting the latex from? Right. Let's leave that there. Yeah, Thanks, it's been uh, quite an hour. It has, it has. <laughs> Thank you, Dalton. Cheers, guys. See you <laughs> Bush, the other evening, uh, it was just like this. Uh, I was down the pub. I was sat outside. It was a riverside pub. Um, it was fantastic. It was... I, I saw I saw your Instagram stories, and you were, like, trying to get milk for your other half, Natalie, at, like, 11 o'clock at night because you had stayed in the pub too long. Is that what happened? Finished the show, went to the pub, stayed way longer than I thought, and, uh, yeah, we didn't know. We, 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 it was a struggle to have milk for breakfast the next morning, it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> but the thing about it was, right, obviously it had been some glorious evenings. It was a busy pub. It was busy outside on this, this riverside terrace. It was busy inside the pub. But the great thing about it was... I wasn't hanging around waiting to have my drinks ordered because one of the things that started happening over the last 12 months is app ordering from your table. And I have to say, as things get back to normal, that is something that I'm very happy to cling on to. I'm not missing queuing at a bar, waving a £10 note, trying to get some kind of attention, when I can just place an order for a Guinness on my app, click on the old Apple Pay thing, look at my phone, and then my drink's with me in two minutes. Now, is this based on you suffering from a lack of gravitas in a bar ordering situation? Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) I've never at any point in my life, for some reason, been very good at catching anyone's attention. 
<laughs> story of his life, the name of his autobiography. <laughs> no, it's, a good, it's interesting because I love the cut and thrust of a bar. I really miss getting stuck in the bars. And I, and I hate, um, you know, when you go to some bars, you get these weird bars in the United Kingdom back before the cataclysm where people queue in a line, like a straightforward line. And I hate that. I, I like the cut and thrust of seeing whether you can get in there first. It'd be interesting to know what people who work in bars feel about the potential that maybe no one will be queuing right there, at, you know, in front of them anymore. Do you know what I mean? I would imagine. I, would, I, would, I don't work in a bar. I, I work on this with you. But um, I, I, I can't imagine that I would prefer to have all that, that noise and all that discourse. I, I'd, I'd, I'd much rather be like, right, another drink. I'm just going to get out there. I'm going to fire it out there. All right, another one. You know, that, that it would be much what better. Is- but what about the power? As a, someone who works in a bar, what the, one of the biggest buzzes is the fact that you're the person that gets to choose, almost like uh, tapping someone on the head with like a, a scepter, as if you're a kingmaker. You can choose who gets served next, and that's the ultimate power. It must be really weird. Like when we went on our little hometown team night out a couple of about a month or so ago, there's obviously there was one person with a tray that was like. Uh, like Mrs. Overall from Acorn Antiques taking the, the, the drinks to, out to the tables. And then the bar person was just pouring them without actually physically seeing anyone round, round the back. And it just seemed a bit... I felt sad for them. Do you know what I mean? I'm socially awkward. I'd love to be that person. <laughs> I thought I'd be on my own on this. Let's, let's see, where, see where people stand. So are you saying then that, that this kind of potential nightmare future, uh, Terminator 2 in terms of going out for a drink, is that there is no, there's no standing at the bar anymore? Is that, is that the future that you might be offering people? Yeah, I'm going to be bold. Yes, yeah. Why why would you want to go back? That's a good point. He's made his point. Matt says, I would keep the app, but I miss being able to drink a pint while standing up. Watching the Euros sitting at a table will not be the same as standing in your local pub crammed full of people on match day, even if you did have to fight your way to the bar. He's got a good point. I've never understood watching a football tournament like the Euros in a pub when it's on terrestrial telly. What is wrong with you? Do you hate people? Do you hate other people? Is that what it is? I like me sofa. I... You know, I, I, it's weird, right? Uh, Everton games and stuff, I like swearing on my own and getting told off by the missus at home. That's fine. <laughs> but something about um, football, like international football, you've got to be with other people. You can't just be on your own in the lounge, surely. Sarah Ann says, I love app ordering, especially if out on my own. I don't lose my table that way. You see, that's another vote for my side of things. Joe in Gravesend has just texted this minute to say, I'm sorry, but watching international football at home is a disgrace. It has to be the pub. You disgust me, Bush. (laughs) Hey, what? I was the one who said pub. It's him. It's him that did it. Uh, Yeah, that was me. And I stand by my comments. Um, Apologies, uh, Joe. Um... So you, just to confirm, you don't you don't want to go and queue at the bar. You don't like that anymore, and uh, you don't like having other members of the public around you when you're watching. Is that international football or all types of football? No, international football where it's available on terrestrial TV. That's the one where I'm quite happy to watch it at home. <laughs> uh, then I can sit at home, listen to the brand new uh, Cami Supporters Club pop, uh, podcast as preparation for the game. I'm all fine, thank you very much. Available via go. the Absolute Radio mobile app, by the way. A company man to the very end. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, we are talking about going forward from all this nonsense of the last year. App ordering is the one thing that I would keep in the pub. Alison says, I'm with Richie on this, as is my husband. I've ordered to get the drinks much more recently because I don't have to embark on the frustration of standing at a bar being overlooked. I'm also vertically challenged. Let's, I, don't, let's have... I don't think I said on air about me being short, did I? It's... 
It's insinuated. I think that's that's part of the issue that we've got going. A couple of the other texts that are coming in, similar kind of thing. Maybe we should put a ramp for you guys. Would you guys like a ramp? I'm all right. Would you like a little ramp? I'm all right, thank you very much. Um, and what about the bar staff? Let's get some bar staff on here. Do you seriously just want to pour drinks from round the back like Rumpel Stiltskin? Not getting to meet any people anymore? Get in touch with the show, 8 12 15. <laughs> uh, Darren, you're, uh, you're another app man like me, aren't you? Absolutely love it. Not, never want to go back to the old ways. Is there a situation where um, you have had an amazing experience with app ordering? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was in Cornwall on holiday between lockdowns, and a friend of mine actually ordered from Maidenhead a few drinks for me in the lobby. <laughs> just gave him the table number, just a bit of a celebration, so we were sort of bouncing backwards and forwards with the app. Now, that is fantastic. Wow. He's in Cornwall, you're not in Cornwall, but if you didn't have the whole app system, there's no way he could be buying you a drink. I love this. Uh, not at all. It was, um, it was very kind of him as well. So and, you would uh, happily you know, never see a bar again and just completely go app all the way from here uh, on? I'm, I'm, I'm app all the way. We even walk to the pub, we get the table that we've booked on, and we order the drinks before we get there. So we got one waiting. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's like, even better! Like, like, Having one waiting! <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Nice to speak to you, ma'am. Thanks. Uh, this text from David says, as somebody who miraculously becomes invisible to bar staff when I try to order, I'm with Richie. It is emasculating to be ordered, ordered ignored rather, uh, and then some alpha male behind you shouts, four pints when you finish with that and gets served. Being 60, I had to start going to pubs full of kids so I'd get the sympathy vote from young punters. Old guy coming through, serve the old geezer first. <laughs> Keep the ordering by app, I say. Oh, do you know what, right? I, I've got a way to solve this problem for you lot of saying oh, I want the app it's, and it can never get served. Well, let's just release a load of high-vis vests for all of you. What about that? <laughs> Jamie, what side are you on? Oh, definitely need the app. Definitely need the app. I'm fed up of going to the bar and getting my elbows sticky and wet and, you know, you put a nice shirt on and, you know, you're covered. So you will happily ditch that feeling, that amazing feeling of, of just leaning against a bar and waiting for your drink and all that kind of stuff. You just happily just sit down and passively receive your drinks. Happily sit down with my feet up waiting for someone to come and serve me. Yeah, absolutely. I work hard all week, so it's nice for someone to come and serve me. I, I'm with you, Jamie. You, you lean on that bar, it's either sticky or it's wet. There's no in-between. Yeah, and there's no telling until you get there. Suddenly you've lent in it and then it's too late. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a nightmare scenario for the pair of you in your parks and shirts. <laughs> yeah, we can't, can't, can't spoil a posh shirt, can you? Just get out to the first pub of the night and you're all soaking wet. Thanks, cheers, buddy. Jamie. Good to chat. Take care. All right, cheers, guys. Differing opinions this evening. Let's speak to Heidi in Plymouth, who's got uh, quite a specific opinion here, Heidi. Um, you work in a bar? Where do you guys stand? Um, we actually don't have an app as such, but... Um, obviously, we've got to do table service. So for us, you know, we can't wait to have everybody at the, you know, at the bar again and be able to have a chinwag. <laughs> so Heidi, you, you work in a bar. Tell us about where you work and how it's changed. Um, I work in the Compton Social in Plymouth, and it's just changed as in the fact that obviously with the um, table service, you don't kind of get to interact with everybody and have your conversations that you would normally do. And and yeah, no one's allowed at the bar. Because um, obviously we've all the perfects up at the moment, so we just feel like we're fish in a fishbowl at the moment. I hadn't thought about it like that. I hadn't oh, thought I mean, about it like fish in a fishbowl. One of the main reasons yeah. you get into working in a bar, you think, I, I want to work in a pub, is because you want to chat to people, isn't it, really, to be honest with you. It's exactly. a social job. And it ain't at the moment, is it, I guess? No, it's not. Not that at all. You just can't have conversations, you know, not with all these restrictions, you know. Obviously, you've got to wear a mask. People can't hear you. 
obviously we can't, and, you know, because obviously being a social club, it's full of older people and hard of hearing. They can't necessarily hear you with your mask on. I've got an idea. How about a halfway house, Heidi? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So part app, but part bar. So you go onto the app to get yourself a position in the queue for the bar so we can chat and order a drink. No, we can't. No. Oh, we're not Sorry. allowed. Yeah, we're not allowed. Old people. We're not allowed anybody at the bar. Yeah, but so when, when, when it comes back, trying to implement a uh, deli, uh, a Tesco yeah, deli but... style system. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, but the problem is because we've got older people in here. Half of them don't even have phones. <laughs> what about then? We just go full supermarket deli counter, and it's it's just a rip-off thing. <laughs> My boss is listening as well. <laughs> I think it's a yes. <laughs> Every Thursday night on Home Time, we do a thing called the Taxi Club. We know now that things are starting to get back to normal a little bit, that parents are out there driving around selflessly, picking up and dropping off from different locations, and they don't get any credit. So we want them to get the credit they deserve. So if you're out and about tonight, dropping kids off or whatever, get in touch with the show at 12.15 to text or you can tweet us at Absolute Radio and we will give you that platform. Let's not waste time. Let's get our first inductee tonight. It's Alison. Absolutely. It's a bit of an earlier start than I need to be where I am, but I thought I'd get there in plenty of time. I'm off to Thorpe Park uh, to pick up my son, who's, okay. who's been working, not playing. Well, so, you know, I've always been fascinated by... You know, like people who work, you get quite a lot of like younger people who work at service stations and people who work out at like adventure parks and stuff like that. There's obviously a mum or a dad in the background that's picking up these kids and dropping them off and all that kind of thing. How long have you been doing that for? Um, this is his third season. So, um, unfortunately, COVID put a kibosh on driving lessons for him. So, we're three years in and I'm still doing it. Now, Alison, if we were to go down there, what is, uh, what is your lad's ride? Well, he is on Colossus, uh, Storm Surge, or Quantum. Wow, okay, they sound like three robots. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And as his mum doing all the dropping off and stuff like that, do you you get deals on, if you you were to go down there for a day and when you want to have a go on Colossus, would you get a good deal? If I wanted to go on it, he'd probably get me in, yeah. The key thing is, if she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, and there was a definite uh, intimation on that. Alison, <laughs> <laughs> you are in our taxi club. Thank you very much. Well Excellent. done. Thank you. Hi to Claire, who's just got in touch. She's dropping off her eldest daughter for violin practice this evening in Northampton. She just sits outside in the car and then just starts the engine and drives her home at the end. Gets very little chat. This is, this is exactly the reason why we've started our Thursday Night Taxi Club. If you're a parent dropping off kids and picking up, you don't get the credit you deserve, but you will do on the Home Time Show. Do you know what? This is a brave thing to say. I don't want to get in trouble here, but violin practice, the best place to be, the very best place to be is in the car. That's a good point. What they've done, she's outsourced it from her own house. She's doing it in someone else's house, so they don't have to sit and listen to it. No offence if you're good on violin and everything, but we think it's a shrewd move. If you're good on violin, violin sounds fantastic. I can think of many good violinists. Name but a few. Mozart. Was he a violinist? I don't think he was a violinist, was he? Schubert. You're just naming, like... Classical composers. Midfielders from Bayern Bayern Munich now. (laughs)
Hi to Yemi, who's tweeted to say, uh, guys, I'm the wife of the first Dave of Christmas, a feature we did uh, over, we do every year at Christmas mm. called the 12 Daves of Christmas. Uh, David and I are currently parked on the M1 South in between Junction 19 and 18, heading to pick up our children in Weybridge, Surrey, Junction 10 on the M25, and bring them home to Beeston, Junction, uh, the M1, Junction 25. Very specific. That's the kind of intel that Richie would like. Happy days, she says. Good to have you on board. You're in the taxi club. Happy days, but being parked on a motorway is uh, it's a bit of an oxymoron, I would say. It's a very slow-moving taxi when you think it about it. That's not good swings and roundabouts, isn't it? We've also gone down uh, a little bit of a cul-de-sac uh, regarding uh, violinists uh, trying to uh, think of famous ones. Um, that's pretty much all we're getting through right now. Uh, Chris in Barnstable says, Vanessa May, Nigel Kennedy, or the guy from the Cotton-Eyed Joe song. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see whether uh, Phil, who is waiting for us right now, is uh, is taxis or violins? I violin intel. All oh, right, OK, cool. We'll, we'll take Eva this evening. So Richie and I couldn't well, name a violinist. Too old for a taxi now. OK, so she does her own driving and all that kind of stuff. Can you, can you in- give us some intel on any violinists? Well, one of them is an ex-girlfriend of mine called Belinda McFarlane, and she played in the London Symphony Orchestra. And her care partner, Louise Miliband, who is the wife of the ex-Labour MP, David Miliband. Wow. Wow. Well, pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. Just good, good violin intel. Is that is that a problem yeah. in the relationship that you've got a previous partner who's a famous violinist? Did any violin go off in the house if it's uh, if it's on telly? No, no, it's uh, it's great because I still watch LXO on Sky Arts quite a lot, and um, once all this nonsense is cleared up, I'll be back up the barbecue watching LXO, regardless of the fact that my girlfriend's here or not. Brilliant. Well, that's good. Fantastic. Good for you. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Cheers, guys. Got uh, quick time to get one more member in for tonight. Craig, who are you picking up? Oh, I've just picked my wife up. Um, my, my wife, sorry, works at Manchester Children's. OK. Uh, what does she do at Manchester Children's Hospital? Oh, uh, offering uh, stuff, in it, love? Yeah. I've actually just picked her up now, so she said, you'll say hello. Hi. It sounds like a happy taxi there. Is this a journey that you guys do every day, Craig? Are you, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, this a regular oh, fare? Yeah. Absolutely. It's an easy job. What, the taxiing or being a nurse at Manchester Children's Hospital? <laughs> Carefully. The taxiing. Definitely the taxiing. <laughs> Zoe, have you had a good day? How's it been so far today for you? It's been good. Just a bit busy. <laughs> and Craig, when you get in, do your duties go any further than just taxiing? What have you got on the table for Zoe tonight? Well, I'm going to cook Zoe's favourite, which is just eat. <laughs> <laughs> good man. Well, that's your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, like we said at the very beginning, we cut you in a little um, sneak preview of some uh, uh, content we're probably going to be doing on tomorrow's show, which is if your nose has got used to a smell that normally other, other people like, for example, the guy that can't smell new carpets anymore because he's got used to it. If, you, if that's the case for you listening now, email us and get on tomorrow's show, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk.